I was going to do Under the Sea, but then I realized that would be misleading. We're not going Under the Sea? Well, we are, but we're not going to see any mermaids. Mm, and we're not going to kiss any girls. No. <laughs> uh, no, we uh, decided to sit and watch some movies. Yeah. And, uh, it was I, your birthday present. It was my birthday present to get to watch movies. <laughs> you see the world I live in, people? I have no to- YouTube or National Geographic in this house. <laughs> Uh, and I decided I wanted to watch Finding Nemo because I hadn't watched it in a long time. Right. Uh, when was it? Did you watch it very often? Like, I don't think we've watched it. I'm going to go with no. Yeah. I think I've watched it two or three times. I thought I knew it perfectly. And then within just a couple of seconds, I realized I didn't remember nothing. Yeah, that's (laughs) the thing. Uh, Steve does not remember anything. So anytime something happens. Once I've seen a movie, I... I yeah once I've seen it like three or four times at that point I know it perfectly and I just am completely bored by it oh all right I like to be surprised I like to know where they're not know where they're going so much so that like when they're swimming around and the diver pops up from behind him I like literally gasp I was like oh I didn't see that coming and I was like we've literally seen the stage show at Disney World like <laughs> multiple times <laughs> and they do it in the stage show they do. and it looks fantastic <laughs> even if it looks good in animation it looks absolutely fantastic right totally forgot it even happened i totally thought that somehow he got z- stuck by the boat you yeah. know what i mean like hooked on the by the butt we some like yeah the butt. <laughs> <laughs> um i oh it's so funny that humor it's so good i think that was john lasseter that made it that funny back then uh no i think it's a collective of of pixar there's a reason that pixar movies do so well and I think it's because they have a collective way of making sure things are funny and heartfelt and interesting. Okay. All at the same time. Yeah. It is fantastic. Perfection in a movie. I really like Finding Nemo. I watched it a lot uh, back in the day when I uh, had a very mind-numbing job. I would even listen to it just on my headphones mm. while I was working. So... Finding Nemo is one of those movies that I definitely, definitely know inside and out. Um, you were quoting quite quite a lot of it. Yeah, I know. And I hate it when people do that, but it's just... It's fine when you've seen it multiple times. Yeah. If it's your first time seeing a movie and somebody's doing it, then it's a little bit less. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, it's absolutely fine. Especially great, since it's your birthday. It's my birthday. Uh, the great thing about Pixar is that they like to hint at things that are coming down the pipe. So, for instance, uh, Nemo, before this movie came out, can be seen in Monsters, Inc. 
Okay. Uh, Boo has a toy of Nemo that's squeaky or whatever. Oh, interesting. And it's one of those things that you don't know is something until after the movie comes out and then people go, oh, wait a minute. Oh, that is funny. Yeah. Because who is it? The strawberry bear? What is it? Alazzo. Alazzo. He was in Up before Toy Story 3 came That out. was the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and even in, in Nemo, uh, they have Buzz Lightyear in the waiting room of the dentist's office. So they, they like to throw those Easter eggs in for people. Oh. Uh, because it's, it's good stuff. Do you think they're still doing that with their new movies? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I'd, what they do. I'd be interested to see if there was something hiding in Inside Out that I just didn't notice. That is a good point. You know, we might go back out and watch it. Yeah, and now would be a good time to look at that one because the one that just barely came out, the Trolls one. What was it called? Uh, Beyond or yeah, Onward? Onward. Yes. Oh, see. Um, <laughs> I wonder what things they. It's like a Disney that. quiz. Every time you ask me questions, I'm like, I have to think about what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's trades. I'll give you a few hints. Okay. Know. Um, so yeah, you were, you were shocked multiple times during the beginning because you're shocked that Nemo's mom is killed. Oh my gosh, everybody. (laughs) I forgot that happened in the beginning. Heart breaking. It's terrible. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine taking a little itty bitty kid to this and like having that happen on the screen immediately? three minutes in i think and you're as an adult you're trying to hold yourself together i think at this point if you're taking a kid to a pixar movie you're just prepared for the fact that they're going to be confronted with emotions at this point you know like it's what pixar does i would be interested to see how many kids just like all out cry in movies oh that'd be interesting you know what i mean yeah it happened to me once when i went to go see et E.T. made you cry? Oh, hysterically. Oh, no. Like, my mom honestly thought that, like, my foot had got stuck in the chair or something because oh, I was crying so bad. Jeez. <laughs> and she's like, what is wrong? I'm like, it's just so sad. And she started laughing. Oh, tear. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's cute. I think it's a cute story. <laughs> Your mom's laughing while you're wailing about E.T. I wonder how many other parents have had the same experience, though. That they're like, I'm sure lots of parents have kids that cry at things. For yeah. sure. I have I literally have movies now still that make me cry every time, even though I I know the movie by heart and I know when it's coming up, it still gets me. Mm. So anyway, Rough this is movies. not what we're talking about. Um another interesting thing about this that I just found out is that just rendering a single frame of this movie could take up to four days. Holy cow. For everything to be completely rendered oh dang which is why it looks so good it looks amazing even though it came out in 2003 i uh, think it holds up really well yeah the people are still because it had to like push start on the computer and then four days later the frame would be done yeah oh and they have just a bank of computers doing it you know just wow constantly i'm sure that's what happens when apple creates a company i guess um and another fun story that I just read about this. So uh, this was before Finding Nemo was made before Disney acquired yeah. uh, Pixar. Um, and the two heads of these opposing companies did not like each other very much. Okay. Michael Eisner and Steve Jobs oh. did not like each other very much um, for whatever reasons uh-huh. that they didn't like each other. So Michael Eisner uh, saw Finding Nemo 
uh-huh. uh, before it came out, uh-huh. obviously. And I have a direct quote as to what he said to his board of directors. You know, I'm like on the edge of my seat, just <laughs> ready for this. He said, this will be a reality, a reality check for those guys. It's okay, but nowhere near as good as their previous films. Of course, they think it's great. Trust me, it's not. Oh. And uh, this, these kind of comments apparently were things that eventually uh, made people believe that Michael Eisner maybe wasn't a good, as good of a leader uh. as spotting things as he might have been. <laughs> uh and you can't say everything, but the speculation is, is that this kind of comment about the uh, largest release of, uh-huh. a, of a movie, a cartoon film since The Lion King, it actually surpassed The Lion King. Wow. Um, that, I wonder what he, what he doesn't think was good about it. Just ego? I, I, wor- I think that maybe it was just sour grapes. Yeah. It was him being like, no, it's not that good. They, they, they're not going to have another hit with this one, you know, type of thing. Interesting. Uh, so you can't say all the reasons, but some people point to stuff like this as to why Michael Eisner was eventually removed from his <laughs> position. Um, That's crazy. But like I said, this is such a huge movie for so many people. It did so well. Uh, it finally beat the lion king as far as uh revenue uh and that's a big deal because the lion king was yeah, a, mammoth, a juggernaut mm-hmm. obviously um i like it more than lion king i actually do too yeah personally it's hilarious uh, it's it is it's much funnier um and once you get through the opening <laughs> and there's still heartfelt moments after that but Let's let's state the obvious. Dory makes the movie for yeah. a lot of it. Uh, she's one of those characters that people just connect with. Yeah. Uh, even if you don't have short-term memory loss problems. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a character flaw that people find endearing. Yeah. Yeah. And she as a character is so consistently joyful that it's the character that everybody loves. Well, that's probably the problem that I had a little bit with the, you know, finding Dory, right? Mm. Is that the right movie? Yeah. That was the problem that I had with that is that she became, there was so many different other emotions about her and stuff that, you know, you're like, unfortunately what really worked for you is this part of it. You know, finding Dory was a little too sad for me. Uh It was consistently sad. Um, And And there was no levity in it. Like she, like Dory was for Nemo. Yeah, yeah. Dory basically was the comedic relief for a lot of Finding Nemo in a in a show that could have been very sad about a dad trying to find his kidnapped son. You know that's pretty sad. Uh, so you need that is the opening. Well, <laughs> okay. Let's keep going back to that. <laughs> no, it's, it was very dramatic. <laughs> uh, but I did think of a patch idea that i thought would be great oh yeah and that is to have an underwater mine with a with a fish skeleton on it that says fish are friends not food (laughs) because the shark anonymous meeting is hilarious right i am a nice shark 
not a mindless eating machine. I love the shark meeting. Do you think that's too much like our um, Wreck-It Ralph patch that is from Al-Anon? Or not Al-Anon. Bad-Anon. Bad-Anon. Uh, I don't even care. I think it's just such <laughs> we'll a... have a whole series of like support patches. Support groups for villains. <laughs> uh, even though Bruce and uh, Chum and Anchor aren't necessarily villains... Um, and how hilarious is that Jory just keeps going to the meetings. Thinking I that love she, that she's in the meeting. Like there's so much comedy in that moment that you're just like, oh, it's so deep. It's so good. Cause like they, you know, we all know, but they're brought along unwillingly to this meeting. Yeah. And uh, Bruce is the first to share and they're all very proud. And then Dory decides that she's going to share at this meeting for sharks who are trying not to eat other fish. And it's just, hilarious it's so good and then at the end of the movie they bring her back yeah and they're and like she's been stick going. to the program yeah <laughs> uh great oh. fun fact uh the main shark is named bruce no uh and rumor has it sometimes uh it's disputed but the shark the mechanical shark that they used for jaws was nicknamed bruce oh you um, think so supposedly after uh, Steven Spielberg, Spielberg's lawyer. Uh-huh. Uh They named it Bruce. Oh, okay. Uh, his divorce lawyer was named Bruce. No, I don't know. So if it's they his named divorce the... lawyer, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they the shark was named Bruce. So I think naming the main shark, the you know the great white shark in yeah. Nemo, Bruce was kind of no. A and Steven and Spielberg didn't get divorced until Temple of Doom. Right, your other favorite movie. Mm. Well, I left life. another mark on you, didn't it? <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, in general, though, the movie picks up real quick and moves at a really good clip. There's not a whole lot of downtime in Finding Nemo. It's perfectly paced, I think. Um, the only parts that I, I don't like as much is I legitimately don't like the parts in the fish tank as much. Oh, really? Yeah, they're just not my favorite parts. Mm. Did you like those parts? Yes, oh. I did. I liked them a lot. I, you know, I didn't like the dentist office. That scared the hell out of me. Excited <laughs> <laughs> me to swear we're going to have to now make this an explicit podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what dentists do to us, apparently. Right? <laughs> the one part that everybody's supposed to be funny. No, no, that is an adult's most scary. But um, no, I thought that, and even so much so that when uh, Nemo does get out of the tank, I did think to myself, Oh no! What about all of his friends, though? Like, what about them? And then we find out that they make it to the ocean. Kind of, yeah. We do have that post-credit scene where they do manage to escape in their bags enough to go. Okay, fair, fair enough. I don't know where you're going with this, but it's fun. It's funny. They made it. They'll figure it out from here. I was kind of wondering if we were going to see them in Finding Dory, and honestly, off the top of my head, I don't remember seeing them. In Ooh, well, let's go Dory. back and rewatch that now yeah. to see if it's. And maybe it is a really good show. Uh, I know because I feel like I've only seen it once too. Yeah, I think I've only seen Finding Dory once, and I of course love it when you know they go, "Oops, I inked." That's hilarious! <laughs> hilarious. That's love not that. in Finding Dory. That is not Nemo. Is it not in Dory too? Uh, there, there's an octopus in Finding Dory that mm. inks, but uh, you guys made me ink is in Finding yeah. Nemo. Well, it's funny enough that it should be in both. I have so to I'm say okay with that. The little girl octopus is 
one of my favorite characters. Oh, right. She has such a small part, but she's like, this tentacle is actually shorter than all the other ones, but you can't really tell, especially when I twirl them like this. <laughs> Just, it's such a little kid line. And that's like the only time we see her in the whole movie, right? Uh, then they make her ink. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think she's pretty much not uh, in the rest of the movie. Talk about an obscure character that needs more screen time. Yes, I love her. Next week on the Obscure Disney Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> The little pink octopus from Finding Nemo. Uh, and that whole part is one of my favorite parts where the kids are daring each other to get closer to the butt. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Such a good such a good section. Um, are there any parts of it that you dislike, though? Nope. Was there? Not a single part. Did I? Did you hear me anything? say anything during the movie? No, I was just going to bring up, I felt like, so, I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Finding Nemo, what are you doing with your life? But uh, at the end, Nemo does get out. Or if you have seen it like me and didn't remember. Oh, that too. <laughs> uh, Nemo does get out of the fish tank and meets back up with his dad, but then Dory gets caught in a fishing net, right? Ah, yeah. And they bring back the thing about everyone's swimming down mm -hmm. and i understand the the necessity of it for marlon to tell nemo i know you can do it after him telling him that he can't do things yeah. right it's a good moment however i think the the nemo dying fake out again is completely unnecessary at that point because oh. all the fish swim down and the net breaks off and they all swim away and then Dory's like, where's Nemo? And he's like, oh my gosh, he's down there laying on the bottom of the ocean, trapped under the net, you know? Oh, okay. And I I just think that part's so unnecessary. That one scene you could have done without. Yeah. Okay. I've been okay if that got cut. Because they already did the, the death fake out for, you know, when they're in the office and he sees him yeah. floating in the bag or whatever. But we do have to talk about the only antagonist in this movie, which is Darla. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. That might be why I like the movie so much. There's not a bad guy. There's not a whole lot of bad guy going on. There really isn't. Yeah, there isn't a central villain. Uh, even the, the, the beginning action of Nemo being stolen isn't malicious, right? Uh, you hear the dentist saying, oh, he was struggling out by the reef and I saved him, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's, he says, he makes a few comments like that. And it is interesting to think about what, you know, a human's point of view is towards a fish and what a fish's point of view is towards the, towards right. us. Completely different. He was stolen by divers. Ugh. And there was part Jesus. of me that was like, oh, when they flush the toilet, it doesn't go to the, directly to the ocean. It does go to a treatment, but okay. And then it, in the movie, it does go to the treatment plant. And I was like, oh, good for you. Well, apparently they <laughs> did have a scene showing Nemo going through like, the whole some process. sort of treatment thing. But it was deemed as probably not yeah. really what people wanted to watch. I could see that. Just the fact that they alluded to the fact that he was going, fine. That's that's enough. And I didn't even care if it was in there. You, I was going to disband disbelief enough. Yeah. Um, but they, I didn't need to because they did put it in. So you're like, okay, great. Thanks. Appreciate There's another that. moment like that that we discussed while we were watching, and that was uh, while they were in the whale. Uh, oh, right. And you were like, is that how blowholes actually work? And I was like, I have no idea. Mm. So I did look that up, and that is not 
how blowholes oh, actually what i know shocking don't don't take uh and yeah i was pretty sure that's not from, how blowholes yeah, work <laughs> yeah you can't believe everything you see on tv uh but again, very much like the water treatment plant, the only other way for them to get out of the whale oh, I see. would probably be unpleasant, to say the least. Again, we're trying to have a clean podcast. I know. You already <laughs> swore. Uh, so yeah, they decided that they're just going to kind of fudge the... We'll say this is how they're... It works yeah. for me. It's good enough for me. Yeah. For sure. Hilarious. Uh, so we do have the sequel, Finding Dory. Uh, but if you were given free reign to make another sequel from the first movie, uh-huh. who would you want to make a sequel about? The pink octopus. <laughs> that if, doesn't count. I want to find out how her one tentacle got shorter than the other ones, but I twirl, so I don't. Oh, do you want to know why it's shorter than the others? I, yeah, I want to know. Uh, this is probably our least kid-friendly podcast, but... Apparently, the shorter tentacle on an octopus would generally be their genitalia. Well, then. Yeah, there you go. Explicit. Things much. you learn while <laughs> researching Finding Nemo. Uh, I I think um, you could probably twirling. get a... Rish, she just keeps twirling. Uh, just keeps swimming. Uh, I think you could probably do a spinoff of maybe even a really young kid's show about the Mr. Ray's school and potentially make something educational out of that would be really interesting. Um, Personally, I would like to see a show about the sharks. Yeah, that could be fun. How that, how they ended up in uh, sharks anonymous, whatever they end up calling it. And you know, what do other sharks think about them trying not to eat other fish? What are they eating? If they're not eating fish. Yeah. All sorts of questions. Hopefully not uh, Hopefully not the turtles, because that was my favorite character of all time. Oh, I forgot that you love him Mainly because so he's 150 and still cool. Yeah, 150 is still young. I can dream. Yeah. That's my dream right there. And I definitely, when someone says something to me that I completely don't understand, I definitely do the Marlon line where it's like, he's trying to talk to me. I know it. Because <laughs> that's how I feel sometimes. I feel you, Marlon. <laughs> Uh, but that was our viewing of yeah. Finding Nemo. Good show. If you haven't watched it, like I said, what are you doing? Go watch it immediately. We've just ruined the whole thing for you. So, yeah. you know, enjoy. It's on DVD uh, now. If you haven't, if you have watched it and not watched it for a while, go back and watch it. It's worth a rewatch. It holds up real well. Uh, but it's like I always say, P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way, Follow my perfectly sculpted two-fingered point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.